0: Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255. Welcome to a spectacular weekend, the forecast we wait all winter for, gentlemen
1: beautiful bon absolutely. Yeah, absolutely beautiful out oh. yeah i was telling you guys just before getting on the show i was out at a nursery here in the east end of ottawa yesterday and it was just flooded with people it was so good to see people getting their gardens ready and get their houses ready in the beautiful weather It's 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 awesome
0: you buy yourself some pansies
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bought some flowers, but, you know, I was, with, I, I was obviously with my girlfriend, and she's, uh, you know, the talented one. I wouldn't know what to buy, so, but I, yeah.
0: I miss the days Frank and I used to walk around the market with our flowers every spring. Holding hands. <laughs> I might come down. I might come down in the next week or two, just for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, spectacular yeah. week ahead. Nothing but sunshine in an ordinary spring market. It would be booming. Are, are we going to be
1: booming this week? I think we've, uh, you know, we were kind of talking before getting on the air and, you know, I was saying how the market's, you know, starting to turn really tough. And and, and Frank mentioned, he's like, it's just normal. And he's right. He's right. We're just getting more into more of a normal market. Um, you know, April was a little bit tough for the number of sales. We were actually down 21.1% number of sales. But, you know, like we talked about April last year was a very strong, strong month. So, I mean, we expected to be down number of sales, but down 21% is quite a bit. Uh, our average sale price was up 10 10.3 uh, percent. You know we, are, we went from April last year of 671,000 as the average sale price to 740. So we dr- our average sale price is still starting to climb. And when we look at year to date, year to date our number of sales is down 11 percent or around 800 sales, and our average sale price is up year to date 12.8 percent. We've gone from 655,000 to 738,000 so our average sale price continues to climb numbers number of sales continue to drop a little bit as we as we find it a little tough without the inventory and I say just before getting on the air here Steve I was was saying as you know since January 1st of this year our average sale price is up $92,000 a good chunk of that happened in the first two months but $92,000 and when you look at January 1st of 2021 till now so what is that about 16 months um Our average sale price is up $209,000. So, you know, our our average sale price, as we have, as we're, you know, we're limited with our inventory, um, nothing to buy, which makes our average sale price climb. Saying that though, we are starting to see homes hit the market. We're up to almost 1,800 homes on the market right now, which is great news. You know, we were hovering around 1,000 for a while, then we crept up to 1,200. We're now at almost 800, 1,800. Sorry. Um, and, the, and over the last seven days, there's been 805 hit the market. So we are starting to see homes hit the market now, which is great for buyers. They have a little bit more choice. And, and I'm, we're, de- we're definitely seeing that right now in today's auto housing market. Longer days on market now? The, the we're still under a month's supply uh, the days on market is going to creep a little bit up as we get a little bit more more choice uh, homes that show well uh, obviously located well but you can't change that but homes that show well are getting more action more attention uh and more offers than the homes that are needing work and you know last year as we went through last year's market homes that needed work I mean, i'd tell people either well, do i have to do this this or this i'm like no get it on the market. I don't care what your house looks like. We're now getting back into a bit more of a normal market where you have to do something nice with the house in order to get it ready to sell. You can't just throw a, you know, an ugly house on the market these days. People are still looking for those nice houses now.
0: Hey, Frank, have you heard anything in the uh, provincial election as far as promises go with regards to real estate?
2: I don't think there's been a lot yet. Uh, I anticipate now that the campaigns in full force, we'll start to see, uh, some things. And obviously housing's a huge concern in Ontario, uh, specifically in Toronto, where again, I just spent the week in Vancouver at a conference with a number of uh, mortgage brokers and lenders, uh, and most of them are based out of Toronto. And and they're generally concerned for uh, how crazy the prices are in, in Toronto and how impossible it is for a young Canadian to get into the housing market and almost forcing them to leave the city. The big concern there is that a lot of the young people are going to leave the city and Toronto will become an aging city because they're the only ones that can afford to stay there. So that's one of the concerns, but you know, the economist said the same thing. I mean, you know, in her opinion, uh, we're going to go through a bumpy ride. I mean, um, you know, we've got another three months of, of bumps along the way with this war and oil prices and, and, uh, she thinks it'll stabilize uh, sometime in the summer and we'll start to see inflation numbers come back. She thinks there's a lot of heat on the Bank of Canada because, yes, they're expected and will likely raise prime rate by minimum of a half a percent on June 1st. So that's the first time ever that they'll do two increases of a half a percent within such a short period of time. But uh, she also believes that there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Bank of Canada to also consider what's going on in the country and what the cost of everything Therefore. Uh, you know, from her perspective, she thinks that Bank of Canada may have to rethink future uh, rate increases uh, just based on servicing Canadians. But, you know, in Ontario specifically, I mean, we're starting to feel it. I mean, I think Canadians, uh, you know, Ontarians will vote based on who puts the better platform together because cost of living is way too high right now.
1: You know, Frank, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned, I agree that the cost of living is ridiculous. I mean, anywhere you go now, it's, I mean, utility bills, uh, grocery stores, gas, everything, restaurants, everything's out of control. But, you know, you talk about Toronto. um, I think it's only going to get worse in Toronto. I mean, there's tons of immigrants coming to Toronto. Yes, there's cranes everywhere. There's Per capita, I heard a number that Toronto has more cranes in the sky per capita than any city in the world, and I mean, which is good news they're obviously building, which is great less here in Ottawa it's building, but there's a lot more building going in Toronto, but they got to build for a lot more people because when immigrants come to Canada, a lot of them are going to Toronto, uh, and so they they have to keep that building up or it's going to get even uglier in Toronto. yeah,
2: where well, The Economist actually talked about the fact that uh, you know where we're, it used to be Toronto was the place to go. I think a lot of immigrants are now reconsidering that because they cannot get into housing or if they do, it's so expensive. She thinks Alberta, number one, is is, is the hotbed right now and for, for the reason where oil prices are back up and real estate is still fairly affordable. Uh, when I was uh, heading to the airport, the Uber driver I had yesterday said the same thing. He's thinking of selling his house in Vancouver. Uh, he's withstood all of these increases, the house increases, and listen, he's done well, he said. But at the end of the day, I mean, gas yesterday was almost $2.20 a liter there. The cost of everything in Vancouver is so expensive. Even Uber Eats. And uh, I noticed that there's a lot of mopeds on the road. Like people have, uh, that are delivering food have switched from vehicles to, uh, to mopeds just to save gas because the gas is so expensive. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think in Toronto, uh, too expensive for immigrants. And I think that they're going to start looking at places like Alberta. And maybe even Ottawa. Maybe we'll get our fair share of immigrants, only because even though our housing prices is, is high next to Toronto, it's not
1: that high. Well, yeah, you talk about the, the people from Vancouver going to Alberta. We're getting all the Toronto buyers. Like Toronto mm-hmm. people are coming here. I mean, they're it's, they, they're they're priced out of the market there, but for them, Ottawa's cheap. I mean, even though it's it's really expensive here for a Toronto buyer, it's dirt cheap, right? So they're we're getting ton of. I've never seen so many Toronto buyers coming here, and in fact. I've never seen so many Toronto realtors trying to get into the Ottawa market. Like (laughs) there, there, there's tons of Toronto realtors that are trying to get into the Ottawa market. Um, as not only as an investment, but as trying to trying to broker the deals. Tons of Toronto, Toronto agents are trying to do that. And the, the, the frustrating part is they don't have access to our MLS. So these Toronto buyers will call us and say, hey, I have a, a client who's looking at your house at 123 ABC Street. Can you send me some comparables? And can you send me the listing so I can do up an offer? <laughs> can you do all the
0: work for me? <laughs> can you do all the
1: work so I can put in an offer for my buyer? I'm like, No. Do your own work or refer it to an auto agent who can help you out. So but we're definitely seeing a lot of Toronto buyers coming
0: here hey listen paul you were talking about the amount of cranes that are up it's a shame they're sitting idle right now with the strike oh man you know what talk about bad timing and
2: carpenters as well yeah they're thinking about Uh, it you know i just read where carpenters are next week as well like uh, you know what our housing industry i i I mean we need houses built the last thing we need is crane operators and and uh, carpenters to go on strike right now
1: yeah absolutely yeah there is there is a tons of cranes but yeah you're right they're gonna be idle for a while
0: well, they started 10,000 new homes in our area last year, which I think is some kind of a record in in Ottawa. Yeah, a five-year average is about 6600, so they're working
1: on it. That's good news. Well, That's good news. There man. is.
2: I mean, I, you know, in Stittsville, there's uh, there's a huge two or three huge developments going up with homes. So, uh, it, it's nice to see. It's just at snail's pace. I mean, it's not happening fast enough and, you know, Dr. Sher- uh, Cheryl Cooper, who's the economist, uh You know also commented on the fact that canada is the worst country when it comes to time of application to time of permit issued the longest not even close to any other country canada takes the longest the red tape is the worst it is in any country and in in her opinion that's what needs to be fixed first never mind everything else get rid of the red tape open up your your eyes and say we we've got a housing problem and let's get rid of the red tape that we put so many of the builders through, so many of the planners through. It's just embarrassing, she said, what uh, uh, what this country goes through to get to get houses built, to get a development in place, versus other countries that can turn it around in a quarter of the time that we do. Yeah.
1: I've been saying that for the longest time. We need to start getting shovels in the ground way quicker. And I have some friends who are builders, and they say it's a joke. Like not only not only the cost, the time to get the shovels in the ground, it takes so much red tape just to start a start a house or even a development. So much time.
0: But that's all municipal, isn't it, guys?
2: Yes, and yes. that's why she says, you know, you hear the federal government talking about, it, but really, it's out of their hands. But what the federal government, she said, can do is is enforce it enforce the municipal governments enforce the provincial governments to make this a priority and how do they do that of course through their pocketbooks right so they they put more resources to it so that you know the money is there for them to turn around and do these much quicker
0: 521 talk 521-8255 look at this ball we're taking a break you didn't even have to tell me <laughs> i was getting ready to do this we're we're 11 17 let's go it's time we'll be right back We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show, on News Talk 580 CFRA. 521-TALK, 521-8255 to the phones we go and say hello to Leo. Hello, Leo.
3: Yes, good, good morning. Uh, yes, I have a question for Paul or Frank, or for the two of you. Um, mm-hmm. I, w- I have a chance to buy a property, but I don't want to keep it for long. I want to sell it uh, You know, probably a month or two after. Is possible to do that Legal what's legal
2: it's not illegal you can do it no no it's not illegal you can do it but be prepared to pay capital gains if you make money on that property because uh you know if you if you bought it moved into it fixed it up and sold it as far as CRA is concerned that's a business you're paying capital gains on it um the only the only exceptions to that they look at in general general rule of thumb is 12 months you have to live in it for 12 months the general rule of thumb would be that if um, you know if you had a job loss or um, you know something happened in your life, you've got a life circumstance, then CRA could make an exception on that. But if you're buying it, and it sounds like you're buying it, you want to do a little bit of work to it because you're getting a good deal for it, and then you want to turn around and make some money on it, hate the t- the, you can do it. You just, just got to have to report it and, and, and pay capital gains on it.
3: Oh, okay. No, because, uh, Frank... Uh um It is a property. It is. A, this will be for a builder. For a builder, you know. Yeah. If I, if I because there is a, no house there now, but it needs a lot of repair. But I don't want to repair. I just want to. I want to sell it to a builder.
2: Yeah, but you're not a, moving into it, are you, Leo? Yeah. You'll never move into it. No. Yeah. No, but if you're never gonna move into it, it's an investment property. So therefore, you're subject to capital gains, whichever way you do it, whether you're hung on to it for a year, two years, five years, or two months, it doesn't matter. It's an investment property. Whatever money you make on it, listen, I've always said there's nothing wrong with paying tax if you're making money. People right. don't like paying tax if they're not making money. If you're making money, you got to pay your fair share of taxes on it. So you could do it. I mean, if you've got an opportunity to buy a property where you think a builder will come knocking on the door a month or two later and offer you more than what you paid for, and you make a little money on it, that's good. But just be prepared to pay the capital gains on it.
3: Mm-hmm. No, so, yeah, that's a decision I have to make, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh,
3: because I, I, I'm not intending to keep it for long. Maybe a month or two, or whatever, we'll see what the circumstances are going to be. But I don't want to keep it for long.
0: Is the house built, yeah, built yeah. already, Leo?
3: Pardon me? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a teardown.
0: It's a teardown. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's, it's a teardown, which would be perfect yeah, for builders. Yeah, so, for builders. Yeah, it's about uh, hundred feet by hundred feet square.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you're buying in a neighborhood where you're hoping that a builder will come in and sever it, the land and yeah. be able to build two properties on a lot like it's that. An so an an there's lots lot lot of that that happens.
3: It's an yeah, yeah. There's.
2: L- yeah, yeah. There's lots of that that happens, especially in in the neighborhoods around the Nepean area. But we're seeing that a lot. So, which is probably yeah. where Leo's looking to buy. So, and well, it's think, not
1: just it's not just limited to a builder, too, right? I mean, you're you're gonna have a lot of contractors looking at that. You're gonna have custom. a lot of you're gonna have a lot of people, yeah. i.e., myself, who would be looking at something like that. Someone who's looking to develop that. What even what Frank said, you know, sever it and put a couple houses on there, or put some semis or something. And that's uh, yeah, if you could get it for a good price and you know that you're going to pay capital gains on it, you're still making a good profit, absolutely. Who cares how long you, you, you keep it for? You're still, playing, you're still paying capital gains. Know.
3: Yes, that's yeah. what I want to know. Because, uh, yes, uh, because if I buy, I want to resell it as soon as I can, a month or two after.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. If you need a partner, call us, Leo.
3: Yeah, because the price is very, very good. And, uh, but the thing is, it's a private sale. Private yeah,
2: that's okay. good. But if you need partners, Leo, call us, eh? I yeah.
3: Thank you very, very thank, much. Thanks. Thank thanks, thanks. Thanks, thanks, much. Thanks,
0: Leo. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. So on a private yes. sale, he would still have to document what he paid for it at the time so that he would only pay. Would you only pay the the, the tax on the difference between what you pay for of it course. and what you yep. make on it, right? Yep. So how does yeah, that, yeah, it's how does profit, that, right? How does that work for new construction? Is it whatever money you lay out and then what it sells for?
2: What do you mean? When you're building a new yeah, house? yeah. Yeah, yeah, no different. I mean, it's a business, though. For for most custom builders, it's a, they have a business, right? I mean, I mean that's their business. I mean that you know it gets much more complicated than that. If you're a new home builder, um, you know you've got HST that you've got to pay, then you've got the rebates. I mean, there's it. It's way more than just uh, just the money you make on the property. So, so are you but saying?
1: Uh, are you, but that's right, Steve. Like it would be the cost of the land, what you paid for it, what you put into it, what the build cost. It uh, would be what you what you'd pay your capital gains on afterwards when you sold it.
0: Yeah. So the difference of
1: the difference, the difference yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're seeing the
0: prices go up on these homes just
2: because I'm, mean, I, I mean, one of my good friends, uh, you know, Mike, the does it at Novara homes and same thing w- w- with him. Right. I mean, the costs he said have gone up so much for everything that it, it's unfair. Like even, you know, he builds his own home. So he says, he can't believe how much it costs to build a home today.
0: Yeah. But yeah. they got to bring down these permit costs. You know with the cost of everything going up so much, how much money is wasted on permits
1: a quarter it 's a crazy. quarter of the, a, a quarter of the build so you you could do a you know a four hundred thousand dollar home a hundred thousand of that is permits and and soft costs and and, and that kind of stuff, which is ridiculous so that 's why builders i mean you look at some of these building subdivisions now, some of these big builders. Single-family homes used to be in the sixes and the sevens. They're starting in the millions now. Like they're, and, and a lot of it has to do because of the demand and where prices are going. But a lot of it also has to do with what they have to actually put into these homes now to build them, and and the extra cost that they have to incur when they're building these properties. And obviously, they need to make a profit too, and they're passing all those, all those costs now onto a potential buyer. So it's new home building is no longer you know as as affordable as it was because you used to be able to get a new home. For less than what you'd have to pay for a resale home, um, and now it's 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 not. I mean, you're getting a turnkey property with no work, and you're whatever you want to put into it, but. You're paying a large premium now for a brand new home. Large premium.
2: Are we getting? Not to, to mention, the new home doesn't come with blinds. The new home doesn't come with a whole bunch of things that uh, an existing trees, home yes. has. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you
1: know you what? Know, there's a lot of people that forget that. I mean, I've I had lots of clients that were looking at new and looking at resale, and they're like, "Well, wow, I could get the new home for this and the resale for that." And I said, "Okay, now factor in your eaves troughs, yep. your your paved driveway. Some builders aren't paving driveways. Landscaping, your air conditioning, your landscaping, your appliances, your curtains, your blinds, your like there's so many things that that have to go in when you're buying a brand new property that usually you are included with a resale. Like I mean, my house is for sale right now, and I'm including all my appliances with my property, just like the one we bought. So that's usually the common thing now. Yeah. Uh, but if you buy a brand new home, I mean. Appliances aren't cheap these days. You're going to spend minimum minimum ten grand for your appliances unless you get something really crappy. But um, but yeah, they're, they're they're not cheap these days. And what so about um,
0: what about your window treatments, Paul? Are they going at the house too? Now, no, did, no. did you do that oh. yourself? Was that your design?
1: <laughs> no, that's funny. You know, you know what's hilarious. funny? You know what's funny? When my house hit the market, I had so many calls from some from people. They're just like, there is no way you staged your property like that. That is 100% Petra. And I said, 100%. 100% she did everything. I just did the, I did the lifting. She did all the, all the stuff. She did an amazing job of of staging. I thought the exact same. Oh,
2: you probably even had somebody do the lifting. Are you kidding? You're a real estate agent. You probably didn't even put your sign up. You had somebody put the sign up.
1: Yes, I did. Josh Batley listed my house.
0: (laughs) Actually, I took a tour of your house and all I could think of was nice touches here, nice touches there. Obviously Uh not, Paul.
1: <laughs> Not Paul's, no. And actually, you can actually see my house, because it is for sale, at uh, www.1990plainhill.com. And Plain Hill is P-L-A-I-N-H-I-L-L.com. 1990plainhill.com.
0: And if you forget all that, just go to Paulreshworth.com and think of Plain Hill. You'll see it up there. There we go. You can see there all the go. nice touches that Paul did to it. 521-TALK <laughs> five, yeah. five, 521-8255 five, five. We'll be right back We return to Open House The Real Estate and Mortgage Show On News Talk 580 CFRA Welcome back to the show Hey, Paul, do you think people are going to be moving? More people are going to be moving from towns to singles now? That gap has seemed to have gotten so much smaller than it used to be. Is that where you're going to think we're going to see the movement?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Big time. We're already starting to see it. I mean, the, the townhomes are so expensive nowadays that a lot of people are, you know, upping their, if they can, they're upping it to jump into a single. Um, we're seeing more towns before the towns would have been the first thing to fly off the shelf. And now we're seeing like less attach, less attention on them, less offers, uh, still selling, yeah. but you know, someone's thinking, you know, if I'm going to spend eight for a town, what if I spend, nine and i got a single you know so it's no but i'm talking lot... i'm
0: talking more about people that are actually in towns now have been in towns for the last couple of years i would see that group moving into single family homes on a big scale considering the gap has closed in between the difference of what a town and a single cost and the amount of money they would have made over the last couple of years
1: 100% agree. And we're seeing that. We are seeing that. We're seeing a lot of people who are in the towns who are pushing themselves into the singles because there is such a small gap now between the singles and the towns. Saying that, though, there's some areas where the gap is, is actually quite large. I mean, you know, the average sale price in some areas, I mean, I, I don't have the, the numbers for the areas now, but at one point there was five areas in Ottawa that were average sale price was a million dollars more or more. I would think that number even increased now uh, when those, when I do check the numbers, uh, because the, we're seeing now some areas where the average sale prices are over a million dollars, and you're seeing singles that, in suburbia, that are getting a, you know one point two thousand one point two million dollars that are really have no business of being worth one point two million. Are we so, talking yeah, the but- Canadas of this world? we're talking west and south are very hot you're yeah. looking at the canadas the stitzvilles the finley creeks the bar havens the you know those areas are very very hot uh, a little bit slower in the east end of ottawa uh, but the, the, the west and the south i mean you go into i don't like to say this but you go into frank's area and i mean you, good luck trying to get a single family home under a million i mean in stitzville good even even
0: with frank living there well, the Frank's
1: like Frank, the
0: only, his, his, only pro- his street people- has got to be down lower though. Well, <laughs>
2: if you want to get top dollar for your home, you want me to start telling people that I live in Orleans? Which part do you live in <laughs> now? I'll get the top dollar. <laughs> so here's the thing here's
1: the thing the average sale price, Stittsville segmented into two segments. There's the average sale price of Stittsville and then there's the average sale price of Frank's house and Frank's neighbor's house, which is <laughs> way, way down. You know, you could get it you could you could you could buy Frank or Frank's neighbor's house for in the fours, where the rest of them are in the millions. So okay, it's it, 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 four million. So, four million. Hey, wow, not bad.
0: So if you were gonna buy just Frank's neighbor's house, you're better off buying Frank's and his neighbors, right? If you wanna make yes. any money whatsoever.
1: Yes, absolutely. Because his neighbor's house is unfortunately not worth anything because of Frank lives
0: there. (laughs) 521-TALK, 521-8255. To the phones we go say hello to Matt. Hello, Matt.
4: Hey, how are you?
1: We're
0: great.
4: Um, I have a question. My wife and I purchased a new build house from a builder last year, Uh, and it's scheduled to be completed this upcoming September. Now, if circumstances came that we needed to sell that house, once it was built. How exactly do capital gains get calculated uh, on that?
2: Depends on the circumstances and depends on how CRA um, thinks about your circumstances. So, I mean, if you guys were going through a marital breakup or there's a job loss and and you can no longer... You know, you can no longer live in that neighborhood or that neighborhood doesn't work for some reason. Uh, then you have to state your case and ask for an exemption on the capital gains. But that's, to my understanding, that's likely the only way you're getting an
1: exemption on it. But how it does work, if you do have to pay the capital gains, it would be on what you bought it for and what you sold it for. So yeah. most likely you bought it for a lot less than what it's worth. And so you will have to pay as long as, like Frank said, you, you get some you know, special exemption, which... Very rarely you're going to get, but if you can get one, great, because if you can't, you will pay the capital. So if you, if you know, if you bought it for 500, you sell it for seven, you're going to pay capital gains on the 200,000. Okay.
0: And do you have to okay. apply for that exemption or do you just, do you, do you just file as though you've sold your principal residence and hope they don't find you?
2: I would use an accountant in that scenario. If you're going through that, I, I, I would use a really good tax lawyer or accountant, Uh, uh, to help you file your tax return next year and and state your case as to why uh, you had to sell the property because you're going to need somebody in your corner, likely. They're just, you know, depending on who you get at CRA, and, you know, I've had customers say, Frank, I mean, I can call one day, get one answer, and you call the next day, it's a totally separate answer. And I always say to them, try to get it in writing. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, unless you've got some really, really, really good reason behind it. I, I've got clients right now that I'm working with that purchase properties in Kempville and, you know, whether they did it to make money because they just got caught up in the whole thing, but then they call me and they're getting their houses also in July or August. And now they're saying that, you know, uh, you know, one of them doesn't want to move there. So they decided they're just going to sell it and they're going to look for a new build somewhere else. Well, cra isn't going to allow them to not pay capital gains on this whatever money they make on it they're gonna have to pay capital gains because as far as cra is concerned hey you bought it all of a sudden you don't want to be in that neighborhood and they're saying my kids don't want to go to that school well you should have known that before you bought it like that's not on us you're not making money tax-free but but if this
1: is if this is his principal residence he might be exempt from capital gains if he can prove that this is his principal residence yeah. Oh, no, no. And that was the plan to move there. But now they just don't want
2: to move there because they don't like the school. I don't think that not liking a school is going to be a reason to get a tax, uh, you know, capital gains exception. I think so what's going to, uh, you know, if
4: I can make yeah, it go easier ahead. then. So it, the, the reason would be divorce. Does that make it more or less likely that I could get an exception?
2: Yes, it is, one of the, it, it is one of the reasons that's listed that they look at for exemption. If there's a marital change, marital breakup, job loss, obviously health issues, there are a number of, and not many of them, but there's a number of them that allow you to apply for that exemption.
4: i sorry, what is the capital gains percentage?
2: So generally the way the capital gains works, and, and here I'll, I'll keep it as easy as possible, whatever money you make, so let's say you make $200,000, you would you would take fifty percent of that, which is a hundred thousand, and that would be added to your income. So then, okay. depending on what your tax bracket is, will determine how much of that you have to pay in tax.
4: Yeah, so we stand to probably be selling that house for five or six hundred thousand more than we purchased it for. So the capital gains yeah. are gonna be extremely significant
2: they are but you're making 500 you know with all due respect I mean I always say but you're making 500 grand based on what you paid for it so you need to set aside I mean you know it's gonna be so let's say you made 500 grand so it's uh, you know that's you know you take that in half that's 250 then 125,000 gets added to each of your incomes so therefore it's whatever that tax bracket is there if you're in a you know at that point you might be in a 40% tax bracket you know my quick math tells me that's probably about 50 grand so you know, you guys are each going to give up 50 grand, 100 grand, but you made 500. Last I checked, a 400,000 profit for really not doing anything isn't so bad. Yeah,
4: for
0: sure. And you right, get to, so. and you get to be single.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, there you go. Too soon, too soon, Steve. Too yeah. soon. Thanks, Matt.
0: Thanks a lot. All right. Only Steve would go there. Uh, oh, Only Steve
1: would go there. There's always a
0: silver lining, isn't there? Yes. yes. Saving yeah. money on anniversary gifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christmas. Very
1: true. very true. Yeah. Hey,
2: uh, more seriously, interest rates. I mean, we're, we're um, you know, we've still got a, a very small handful of lenders that have threes. Everything is in the fours now. I mean, everything has jumped to the fours like i said i think the the bond market is already priced in um you know that half percent increase that's likely coming on june 1st it's still four weeks away but it's uh but it's already priced in and the other thing that was interesting this week is that the uh treasury in the u.s raised pr- their prime by half a percent as well the feds did which was absolutely expected but there they're having different issues there the americans are really really hard on their government for the costs uh, of, of living going up as much as it has. And specifically, they really start with the gas, but they, they've they gotten deeper into the food prices now where obviously food's impacted by the cost of gas. So it'll be interesting to see, as much as the feds have hinted that they probably will be uh, have no choice but to continue uh, to have some rate hikes, uh, there's a lot of pushback on that as well. So again, we're we're in for a, for a very interesting next three to six months to see how this shakes out because... The cost of living has hit a level where it's really going to impact uh, everybody and the government needs to really understand what the impact is of raising rates will be to uh to jobs because the job market i mean obviously you know we just saw our job numbers come out and they're fantastic our unemployment's at record low levels specifically in ottawa we're absolutely fantastic but they need to continue that otherwise once they start to see that trend go the other way that's when we're going to start to see uh, governments have to rethink these uh, increases that they're talking about. Uh, qualifying yeah, rates think... still
0: the same, Frank?
2: Qualifying rates the same. It really doesn't matter anymore because at the end of the day, you have to qualify for whatever contract rate you get plus two. So the qualifying rate's not even in play anymore uh, unless you're taking a variable rate mortgage, which is still quite popular uh there are certainly clients that aren't a variable that are nervous because they've seen the rates go up uh but at the end of the day i mean there's a huge discrepancy still between a variable and a fix to the you know for for most people it's a point and a half for some it's one percentage point that's pretty significant i mean you might lose a half a percentage point june 1st uh but you know if you want to lock in now you're locking in in the fours so You know, if you think, you know, if you're worried, keeps you up at nighttime and you're really worried the prime rate will go up two percentage points, then lock in. But uh, for some customers, another example is that, you know, and even uh, Dr. Cheryl Cooper said it, uh, uh, again, she's the economist for uh, for the company that we work for, uh, the DLC group of companies. And she even indicated that, you know, some people are starting, some economists are recommending maybe take a two or three year term. The reason you take a two or three year term is because they think within two or three years those rates will be right back down. So, well, don't forget there'll a be five a, year.
0: There'll be an election too, right? Well, the
2: election's still what uh, three years yeah, away. Yeah, I think. but so, so, so I'm
0: saying don't take a five because yeah. then you're right in the middle of the next cycle again.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, but but I think the thinking behind that is that this is just it's just a blip. I mean, this is just something we have to overcome. The war, the gas prices being where they are. You know, the thinking is that two years from now. Uh, will be heavily in that recession. So that'll be the interesting part.
0: 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Well, it sure looks like working from home is the new reality. What do you think the uh, the amount of people in Ottawa that are working from home was in April? What percent?
1: Uh, working from home, I'm going to say 30. 45? Oh, probably. 40. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say closer
2: to 50 or 60%. Now, again, you know, I'd, I'd love to see if they measure it by, I mean, obviously, if you work at a restaurant, you can't work from home, so... Uh, you know, I'd like to see what the measurements are on it, but I'm betting at an office when it comes to office workers, that number could be higher to 60 or 70%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And I think like my personal opinion, I think what most people are going to do and what I might be doing is maybe some sort of hybrid model. Uh, I'm getting a little bit frustrated. Some of my employees actually, who are not coming back to the office and I, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's time. It's time. I, I don't think the productivity is as good at home. Uh, people say, Oh no, I'm so much more productive at home. No, you're not. No, you're not. And I
0: think it depends on the job, right?
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no. But I got people at home with kids, and I'm like, really, yeah. you're really focusing on your job when you have your kids around all the time, and they're not in school. Like, I think the hybrid model is probably going to be a, a, a new norm, or maybe it's three days a week in the office and two days at home, or something like that. But I guess every company's different, right? I would like yeah. to see my my people back in the office full time. To be honest with you, reason I asked we've really- gone
2: uh, we've gone to that to that model. We've been at that model for a while now. I mean, and I think it's uh, you know. Uh, as an owner of a company or as a boss of a company, it's created um, uh, really goodwill uh, for for our people. I think they, you know, we found that they're just as productive and sometimes even more productive at home than they are at the office. But I will say this, I went to my first face-to-face conference and over the last two years, we've had all these conferences via Zoom. I got so much more out of it being yeah. face-to-face in Vancouver than I do over Zoom. I mean, the, the amount of networking and the amount of stuff you can learn, not necessarily because if you're sitting at a conference, you're just listening. It's the aftermath of it. It's, it's getting together afterwards for a drink and dinner and lunch and being, being able to talk to these lenders and some of these amazing mortgage brokers, uh, mortgage broker owners across the country, just to find out what they're doing and how they're feeling. That has so much more value.
1: My, re- my, agree. my real reason I agree the bet. Well,
0: oh, go ahead, Steve. The real reason I'm asking is how important is an office in a home when you're selling it now?
1: Uh it, yes, it, well here's the bigger here's the bigger important thing. How's your internet? Right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. when we're, when we're selling homes in the country, one of the first questions we get is what's the internet like yeah. before they even see the house, they don't even come see the house until they know what the internet's like. So that's a, that's a very big one for people working from home. Uh, and there are some communities in Ottawa that have, that are, they do struggle with the internet. I mean, my, where my cottage is in Constance Bay, it's the internet's good, but it's not great, you know? Uh, and there's other areas that are known for having bad internet. And and if you're someone that has to work from home, that's a very important factor before you buy a property. But you're right, Steve. I mean, we're seeing builders now that sometimes are scrapping the dining room and, or, or the living room and making it an office instead because people are demanding offices rather than yeah. living rooms. I mean, look at your, look at your, I mean, besides Frank having the plastic still on his furniture, but look at your living room. Like how often do you, do you actually sit in your living room? Like I never sit in my living room, you know? Yeah. So a lot of builders are scrapping the living rooms and making those offices now, which is, which is functional for a, someone who is working from home. I was going to say are builders still adding living
2: rooms or are they they 've converted that to dens
1: well they they still are doing living rooms we 're seeing some builders now that are giving you the option of making it a, a den office um, and I would think some a lot of people would take that option um, but no if you're if you 're selling a house and you do have a main floor den as well as a living room dining room family room that 's a very attractive uh, proposition a very attractive home attractive home.
0: Hey, Paul, right now we're sort of in between heating season and air conditioning season. So it's even more important to get an inspection now, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean, we've been saying this right from the start. I mean, you you, listen, I just bought a house the other week for, you know, seven figures and I didn't do an inspection. I couldn't do an inspection. (laughs) I yeah, yeah so, but
0: you don't take pictures of your house in the summer either when
1: you're summer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but listen, I actually got firsthand knowledge of what it's like to buy and sell in this market, and it's I have a lot more compassion for buyers and sellers in this market because it is scary. I mean, it's scary. Like when we 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 went two hundred and ten thousand dollars over the asking price with no uh, no um, <clears throat> home inspection at all. So what I did is on my second showing, cause they were doing a no conveyance of offers until a certain date on my second showing, You're only allowed 45 minutes. I took my my good buddy uh, Rick, who's who's very handy. Uh, you know he's he's very skilled, Uh, and he came and looked at the home with us just to make sure that he didn't see any red flags that I couldn't see or I'm not knowledgeable to see. Um, And so he did that for me, and that's what I think a lot of people are probably doing, Um, you know, and even selling in this market. Like I had 22 showings yesterday alone on my property, so I've moved out of my house. I go in the morning and turn on all the lights, and I go at night and turn off all the lights but i've moved out of my house you know until the until tuesday when my offer process process is hopefully done but yeah it's um hey be glad you don't have
0: pets boy there's no worse time than when you're trying to sell a house and you got pets
1: yeah, yeah, I know I'm I'm very lucky for that for sure. Cause it's uh you know, even when my girlfriend Petra, when she sells her house in a couple of weeks, she's actually moving into into my house with me for those five, six days while we're, we're waiting till the offer presentation's done. So it's it's tough. It's tough when you're selling your house. It's not your home anymore and it's uh So
0: the, the key for you to get the most for your home is to take all of your own pictures down, right, Paul?
1: That's, I mean, yes, absolutely.
0: I, I don't mean family pictures. I mean, just pictures of you.
1: <laughs> well, well, as long as he wants more money, as long as he wants more money for the house. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I, I took down my synchronized swimming pictures of me and my Speedo. I, I took those down, you know, I, I took all those things down for sure. That's the first thing. That's the first thing my girlfriend did when she was, when she was helping me stage my house. And she just took anything that, anything yep. that resembled me out of the house. Yep,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. So so it's a tough process, though. I'm going through it right now, and it's uh, and it doesn't I matter just, how many
0: times you sell, right? You forget until you get back into it again. Oh, yeah, it's not my house right now.
1: It's not, and I'll tell you one thing, Josh Batley, who's my I've used as my listing agent, so I can sort of step back and let him do that. I've uh, he's sick of me already. My <laughs> uh, my listing coordinator is totally sick of me because I've changed the pictures around. I've changed this. I've changed that. She's totally sick of me. And actually Jocelyn, when I first hit the market, the first two hours, I hadn't had a showing yet. So I called Josh and I said, can you call Jocelyn? I'd like a marketing report. I'd like to know everywhere she's marketing this property. You are the (laughs) The client from hell. (laughs) the, the, The response back was it started with an F. And, so, <laughs> and they're like you're terrible paul you know, you're, you're terrible. you're so. funny is, is that the f you're funny, funny yeah, 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 funny yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Funny.
1: <laughs> funny. you is what it
2: was funny you <laughs> yeah
0: birthdays Sorry. frank
2: uh yeah got a couple uh my uh my son's significant other zoe celebrated her birthday this week so happy birthday to zoe uh I'm one of our top agents david andre who, uh, who's out of Cornwall celebrates his birthday this coming week, and uh, we are uh, honored and blessed. Um, we've got uh, the Mortgage Awards of Excellence, which are the Oscars of our industry, are this coming Tuesday in Toronto. And Mortgage Brokers Ottawa has been nominated and is a finalist for the uh, Mortgage Brokerage uh, Best Mortgage Brokerage in Ontario, as well as a Cal Miller, our own very Cal Millers, uh, nominated for marketing. So, uh, uh, hoping we both win.
1: It's fantastic! Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll be thinking about you that day. Uh, I have uh, Ryan Angus, one of my super agents, is his birthday's tomorrow, and uh, I wanted to wish um, all the mothers out there a happy Mother's yes. Day, especially my beautiful mother. Uh, I wish her a happy Mother's Day, and of course, for my girlfriend, I wish her mother uh, Eva happy birthday or happy birthday, happy <laughs> Mother's Day as well. <laughs>
2: and your kid's mom as well, still your yes. kid's mom. So yeah, yes. for sure,
1: yeah, yep. happy yep,
2: Mother's yep. Day to all wonderful women out there. Um, yeah. um, amazing, amazing day. One of the most special days of the year for sure.
0: And a tip, a little tip for you guys that are first time parents. Yes, you do have to get your wife a Mother's Day gift. Even yes, though she's yes. not your mother, <laughs> I'm telling she's you. She's your kid's mom. I'm she's telling your kid's mom. I'm saving so. you lots of aggravation if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Agree exactly. 100%. And yes. please
2: support local businesses and charities. Every on Mother's Day, go buy something for your mom.
0: Have a great week, gentlemen.
1: Have a great, have a great week, everybody. everybody.